0: Hey, girl, let's get together, okay? The International Black Women Travel Jubilee presents Rally and Rejoice. So this is the premium event for Black women travel content creators and digital nomads, and of course, all those who are aspiring. And I'm trying to create something that is easy for you to follow, easy for you to digest, and more accessible for you to actually use and implement in your life. So it'll be Sundays, October 4th. 11th and 18th. It's designed to help you get your mindset together as well as practical tools that you'll need along the way. So I'm really excited to welcome you there. Tickets are currently on sale and I made this affordable y'all because access is really important to me. Community is really important to me. I don't know if if you get those vibes yet. What you can do is just head straight over to ibwtj.ashalbh.com And you'll find more information there on each day and what the speakers will be presenting. I'm really, really excited to share this information with y'all. So you can get more information and copy your early bird tickets at ibwtj.ashaLBH.com.
1: But I strongly believe that you can be married um, and you can have children and you can be working a full-time job. And doing all of those wonderful things, and you can still travel. And the reason I believe that is because God has blessed me to be able to do that. So I'm living proof. Hey,
0: yeah, hey, yeah, hey, yeah. yeah, yeah <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us today. Can you please tell us your name, where you're from, your current location, and the name of your business?
1: Yes, good morning. My name is Stacey Weston Azim. I am from Bronx, New York. Uh, my current location is northern Westchester County uh, in the
0: state of New York
1: and my business name is she traveling.
0: And that is like the best business name for you for real. So you have you have been traveling for forever now. Up to this point, I think it's 46 countries you've already been to. Yes. Yeah, give or take. 46 countries. So share with us like how you got your start. I saw that you posted about a road trip from New York to California. And it was your mother's side of the family you were visiting. So you got to meet your grandfather and your cousins. Um, And you were only six years old. You said that's the first time you remember traveling.
1: Yeah. So um, my parents are bi-coastal in regards to where they uh, originate from. My mom uh, was raised and lived most of her life in California, up in the Bay Area. And then my dad is from Harlem. And... Um, They met when he was in the armed service in California, married, and then he stole her away from California and brought her to New York. Um, So that was in the 60s. And then in the 70s, you know, for black people, I think the main mode of travel was a car. It was like, that was infamous. You know, when you went away somewhere, you always saw your friends' parents packing up the cars. So I remember um, at a young age, that's when I met my grandfather for the first time. And the way we got there was a car. We drove across from New York to the Bay Area, California. And, you know, I just remember my dad being so proud of stopping along the way, you know, south of the border, all those fun spots like that. Um, Rarely did we stay in hotels. You know, now I understand that. Clearly, you know, it was the whole thing with the green book. Um, but I vividly remember traveling in that car. It was a station wagon, if even that big. And there was five of us. And a, and my aunt came along. She was like 18, 19 years old. Um, and so, yeah, I don't remember it being terrible. I remember it being a way to get to see other places. And so I embraced it at that young age.
0: And was like that the first of many road trips you took with your family? Um, yeah, I mean,
1: many would be meaning like every summer, you know, my, I don't know if it was my mother or my dad who initiated it, like in in the sense of who had that desire to travel. Um, but every summer my parents would take us someplace. So I, I remember my trip to California and then I, my mom had a a sister that lived in Michigan. So we would drive up there for the summer and we would go whitewater rafting or hiking, you know, things like that, that, you know, like the average black kid in, in the Bronx doesn't do. (laughs) Um, And, I think one time we drove down to Florida. I remember vividly because that's how I got my fear of uh, swimming in oceans. Um, But I love the water. I just don't like swimming in them. Um, Yeah, so that started my traveling cross-country via a car.
0: And that's something you've kept up with your own family. Like I see that you travel like for family reunions and You recently just got a camper and you just talk about reinventing travel. So Stacey's not going to stop traveling. (laughs) So you had to figure out a way to like keep that wanderlust alive in your life.
1: Yes, yes, yes. Um, Yes, it's it's crazy. You know, these love, these passions that are just innately within us. Um, I'm sure everybody as them, whether they identify him, you know, that's a whole different process. But yeah, travel is really just like a part of me. Um, and sometimes I'm doing it and I don't even realize it. Uh, but ultimately for me, travel just starts in my mind and I'm, you know, dreaming of, well, what's going on over there. I wish I could see, you know, this place or I wish I could visit that person. And so honestly, um, With this whole pandemic, it really just came naturally, Um, wanting to get a trailer. I had already had thoughts of that in my mind. Um, I had mentioned it in the past and, you know, just nothing came to fruition. And so with the pandemic, it just all clicked and made sense. It's really uh, funny, uh, ironic, I guess. Because I did just do a trip to uh, South Africa. And I vividly remember saying to myself, you know, wow, okay, so once I do this, what's next? Almost as if, like, I'm not sure. And so it's almost like, you know, God kind of leading me because it just went natural. And so I haven't bought the trailer yet. I'm in the process. Um, But it's just something natural and it won't stop me... From traveling other ways is just a new way to travel.
0: And you said that you're not sure who was taking the initiative in those family road trips, like to to make them happen. But I'm wondering like if either of your parents gave you something special to show you that you could pursue a life of your own making. Cause it seems like that's a very strong sentiment that you live by.
1: Yes. Um, I would agree. Um, Well, you know, I think we get our gifts and our skills from different people in our lives. My dad clearly traveled. uh, He was in the Navy. And so although he wasn't vocal about it, he did not diminish my desires. Um, So what that told me was I could do it. And then my mother, she was, she was the vocal one, not necessarily leading me, but again, just, um, being that support. So if I had a desire to go to someplace, she was the one that was saying, okay, so when you going, you know, or if I threw out any doubts of not being able to go, she would question, well, why can't you go? Um, whether she verbally said that. Or whether she did it with support. So if I was like, oh, I don't have anybody to watch the kids. She would be like, oh, your kids could stay with me. You know, um, I will tell you when I was in a period of, um, I'm going to just say fogginess. (laughs) I couldn't really see in front of me. It was a little difficult to make decisions. That was my teenage years, high school and stuff. She did specifically uh, encourage me to go and do... Uh, foreign exchange. So I did foreign exchange program for two to three weeks. While I went to Venezuela. Now she very much encouraged me and both her and my dad had a huge part in that because they had to pay for it, you know? Um, and I'm sure it wasn't cheap. So yeah, throughout my life, they've, they've been that underlying push, that voter confidence, that support, and so, yeah, I don't, I don't see why I can't go wherever I want to go to this day.
0: So what is it like at this stage in your life now? So you have a family, your kids all grown, you have a elderly parent, you're a part of a part of your father's life still. And of course, you have a husband.
1: Yes. Um, so that's been the journey. That's part of my travel journey. But Um, And specifically to the question, what's it like now? I have more time now. Um, I'm just kind of like, I guess, beginning, not really beginning, um, moving towards the middle stage of the empty nesters because my children have been, I have three children and they've been graduated from high school for the youngest one graduated like almost eight years ago. Um, and so in that time, that's really freed up my level of commitment for me, because I think commitment is really, uh, personal based on your values and culture and stuff like that. Um, so I really have a lot more free time. I feel like I'm able to do the things I want to do. Uh, my husband's still here. We have different likes, different interests, different hobbies. Uh, and i don't allow that difference to stop me from doing what i want to do and, and vice versa he's able to do what he wants to do we do not share uh a desire for travel he does not share that with me so when i travel i'm either by myself or i found friends or just you know other people that want to come with and you know i try to pass the gift on to m- to my children that's i call it a gift but I just try to pass that on as something that I would encourage them to do. I don't force it on them. But I'm just, yeah, I'm pretty free. I could kind of go where I want to. The only thing that kind of holds me these days is a full-time job and money.
0: (laughs) You said pass that gift. Um, I saw a photo of you traveling to Paris with your daughter. I think she was 14 at the time. Yes. How do your kids... Talk about, because, like, I'm, I'm sure that wasn't the only trip <laughs> you went on with them. How do your, nope. like, do your kids share that passion of travel? Have you seen how being able to travel has impacted their lives?
1: So to start with the, that question, I'm going to say yes, very much so. Um, travel's always just been an underlying current in my life. That's the best way I can describe it. So meaning like, it's always been something I enjoyed. It's always been a vehicle of, of joy. It just always wasn't like at the top, bubbling over. Um, and so I say that because I, one of the pivoting points in raising my children, one was just um, naturally, because of how I was raised, I was always inclined to be like, oh, we're going on a family trip. It didn't matter where we were going. Uh, I remember one year I took them um, just upstate New York to go skiing. I don't even ski. I fell down so many times. Um, and we started that venture with leaving at night because we were going to like a nighttime uh, bar, sled, some kind of sled thing. Girl, it was so cold. Um, but I was doing it for my kids. I wanted them to have these experiences in life just so they know that there's other things to do in life. Um, but I'll never forget my son was six years old, first grade. And I was on the school bus. Now at this time, six years old, my oldest son, we probably had, we, I'm sure we did trips out because he's been to California, um, whether it's North where my family is or South in LA to Disneyland or whatever. But he had traveled. And so here we are, six years old, first grade. I'm on a bus. And at this point, we lived in Mount Vernon. And if anybody knows where that is, that's like north of the Bronx. Um, so very urban, a lot of people that look like me, brown skin. And I will never forget. So we leave the school uh, on a school bus, all the kids. We're headed north to Connecticut to go to like uh, summer. Aquatic Center. And we literally cross the bridge from the Bronx into Westchester County. And if anybody knows that area, Co-op City's over there. And there's a little bit of water, just a little bit. It really looks marshy, like gross. Nobody really wants to get in that But the importance of that is this. We're crossing over the bridge and i never forget the voice from a little boy in the bus. And he goes, wow, it's the ocean. Girl, I was dumbfounded because what that told me, and we were literally less than 10 blocks from the school, that his mother never took him out of his neighborhood and that he never saw the ocean because you could not confuse that with the ocean if you had seen the ocean. And so that just, that just really pierced my heart. Like I was happy that he was seeing something different, but like he needed to be educated a little more. He needed to experience some things. Um, And so it just really set for my, and me for my children, like, you know, I really, they got to see the world. There's no excuse to live, you know, 10 blocks from this place. And he's never seen it before. Never, ever seen it before in his life. And that was at the age of six. Um, You know, everybody doesn't get those experiences, and I just felt like, wow, I'm able to give my kids those experiences, and this is the reason why. And so, since then, I've been taking them. My daughter gravitates more towards travel than my other two children. I have two boys and then a girl. But my oldest, um, recently, in his later years, he's 30, he's been traveling. He just went to, um, to Brazil, found him a new job, and had like three weeks in between leaving an old job, starting a new one. And he was like, oh my, I think I'm gonna go to Brazil. And you know, for those kind of things, those adventures, they always reach out to me. So I'm always touched. Um, you know, like it just feels great. It warms my heart cause all the stuff I've done as far as trying to introduce them to travel, I feel like, okay, they were paying attention. Like they don't have to love it as much as I do, but I just want them to value it. Um, And so, yeah, he just got up and went to Brazil for three weeks, you know, like, wow, who gets to do that? I thought that was awesome. And um, and then also how I incorporated in their lives, aside from the yearly trips that we used to do, um, because we don't do those anymore. Everybody's too grown for that. Um, I told each of my children, when you graduate from college, my gift to you is travel. And that's what I, you know, I offered to them. So my two sons. Didn't really initially take that gift. My daughter took it immediately. So when she graduated from college, was it college? Yeah, Um, we took a trip to Bali and had a great time. And when I trip with them, when I take them on trips, I let I go at their pace because my pace I think is a little too intense for them. Uh, (laughs) So I really do respect, you know. So like for instance, my daughter, she's very like low key. And like she she literally asked me, she was like, why are you take so many pictures? And I'm like, what? But I was just like, oh, okay. You know, like, so I made sure my part, I did separate. Um, and I kept my enthusiasm, you know, in, in, in check. But I really, because I didn't want to overshadow her because it really, it was her gift. And so it was just like, well, where do you want to go? What do you want to see? Um, like, if it was my trip, my Lodging and locations would have definitely been different, but it was a gift to my daughter, so I knew what she wanted. She wanted to she wanted to luxuriate, um, and she wanted to be right at the beach. She wanted to be able to just roll out and go lay out on the beach. And so, you know, I made sure that those were things that she could do. Um, You know, and it's a trip I'll never forget. And then for my son, one of my sons, he didn't take me up on offer initially, but about four years after. I found a really good deal to Hawaii and asked him if he wanted to go. And he said, yeah. So me and him did a week in Hawaii. And again, wherever he wanted to do, he, we literally went our own ways because he's very, very independent. So he was like, no ma, I'm going off today. And I would be like, okay. <laughs> you know? So, um, and it's to me, travel again, it's it's a journey. So you might, Start off, it starts off when with just a thought, literally. And so how you experience travel for everybody is different. And you have to even process that when you complete that travel, you know, so it kind of starts in the mind and ends in the mind. Um, and so I allow them to process their own travels, um, but I always try and encourage it. And then my older son, um, another trip I was really proud of him, he had a friend from college. And his friend was just like, oh, I'm in Paris um, at the university for a month. He was like doing his PhD or something. I don't know. And he told my son that and he was like, yo, come on out here. You could just chill out my place. And he was ready to quit his job. I said, boy, I said, don't quit the job. I was like, (laughs) it's an awesome opportunity. So how about this? Go to your supervisor and just say, I've. Gotten this awesome opportunity and I want to take advantage of it. And sure enough, his boss let him go because he valued him as a worker. Girl, he spent uh three weeks in in Europe and he traveled. And I know that he was able to do that because of the confidence that I helped to instill in him around travel. You know, so I'm always about have your passport ready, you know. So
0: And I wanted to ask you. So, you talk about you and your husband giving each other space to like to pursue the things both of you are interested in. And you said travel is not one of them. A lot of the ladies I think that listen to the show are grappling with that a little bit. They're not understanding how they can travel, especially long term travel, and find like a suitable partner. Or if they do have a partner, how they can, you know, continue the relationship or what have you, especially if they want to relocate and maybe the partner doesn't want to. So could you give us, like, your thoughts about that, about how you can have the relationship with both, with the romantic partner and with travel? Okay, wow. So...
1: I mean, what I would say to that is, it's a journey. That's the best way. At least that's been my experience. And I say that because we're always growing, we're always changing. And so, like for my husband and I, when I first met him, I was traveling. Again, travel has always been this underlying theme in my life. And so... As far as meeting him, what I mean by that is when I met him, I was in grad school. Um, he was working. He wasn't in school. And I, the program I was in, um, I was committed to go to the Peace Corps. So I was signed up. I think I had already you know, done my screenings. And I, I was waiting for my location. I was hoping they was going to send me to Jamaica. Um, and so I'm very forthcoming with who I am when I meet people. And so he knew all of that, and there was no pushback. Um, But later in life, the pushback came. And so I'm just saying that because a lot of times you can be very upfront with your maid, your significant other, whoever, and they might kind of be on board at first, but later they might change their mind. You know, so um, for me, I was very upfront. Even in the beginning when we were married, he initially traveled with me. And that was just, um, you know, your, your usual travel that people talk about. So, again, to California, he would go. Um, we would do a trip every year because I got to go somewhere every year. So maybe like to the Caribbean. He was okay with that. Uh, but gradually, you know, as we had the kids and I was trying to take everybody. So, you know, went from two people to five people. Um, what, something changed in his life. I don't really know what that is, but travel was like, no, he wasn't doing it. And so a lot of times people think that, well, if I don't do it, then you don't do it. Again, I think it comes down to your values, what you know, what you're comfortable with. Um, what I saw in my family was my mother was very opinionated and I thought she was doing what she wanted to do. That's the way it looked to me. So when I was, you know, the beginning parts of my marriage, I was very much confident. And I was very much like, well, this is what I'm going to do. So what you going to do? My belief, just so people understand, when when I deal with relationships, whatever relationship that is, you know, whether it's marital, friendships, whatever, I very much respect other people's Uh, goals and dreams because I think that's makes up kind of who they are and who they can be. And that that ties into them living up to their true potential. Um, So when I first got married, I was pregnant. Um, And so within the first year I had the baby and all of that. And that was my first opportunity to travel. Ultimately the whole, I got married the whole um, peace Corps thing fell through. So I didn't go to the peace Corps. But um, first year marriage, my son is not even one years old and my girlfriend was living in Paris and she invited me to come and visit her. And my mother was like, hell yeah, you know, like, why wouldn't you go? (laughs) And so in my mind, I was like, yeah, why wouldn't I go? And so it was another girlfriend from college who wanted to go as well. And so we both went. And I tell you, that was difficult when it came to our marriage. You know, because I could sugarcoat this and say, oh, no, he, he finally, you know, was supportive. Uh-uh. So you really have to choose what you want in life. Um, I remember nights. I remember the night that we had the, the serious talk about it because my mother was going to watch my son. I mean, it was really nothing else to be done. He's a grown man; you could do whatever you need to do for yourself. And I never forget he said to me, "He's like, well, you're married now, so you, you, you shouldn't be traveling." And I looked at him because I'm a very logical person. I was a math major. I was like, "So what you trying to tell me? <laughs> is all them planes flying across here? There's no married women on there?" Like I was like, "Your logic is not. Nah, I'm not understanding that." it?
0: You said the math ain't mathin'. So, you know. <laughs> that don't add up. Yeah, I was
1: just like, "That's yeah, that don't add up. I was like, so all those planes flying over me, there's, there's no married women on them? I was like, I'm confused. You know, and he went there with the, I'll take the kid and girl, he could barely keep that kid for a day. So I wasn't even worried about that. Um <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, and of course my mother was going to be watching him. So I was just like, whatever, you know, it's just disheartening when that person who's supposed to be, you know, your, your partner, um, support you in the utmost is really like the worst as far as to your growth at that moment. Um, so that's a hard decision. And so it comes down to you as a person, um, and what you want out of life. I believe that in relationships, you have to be able to be yourself you have to have room to grow um to who you need to be and that's part of what you bring to the relationship you know a different aspect you can share that um but i've i've always been confident in that but it hasn't always been easy so my girlfriend who was in paris she's always been my like number one supporter in anything and any way i wanted to go Same with my mother when my mother was alive. She always supported me in going. And they were very gracious about it, you know, very, very gracious um, in regards to just the relationship that me and my husband had. Um, But they always supported me. And along the way, I found other supporters that, you know, helped me, encouraged me because they've been long nights and I've struggled with, oh, should I go? Shouldn't I go? What does this mean? Um, But I'm still married. Praise God. And um, I mean, the way I see it, you're going to have challenges and bumps in the road and arguments. That's any relationship. So it's just really choosing, you know, what is worth it for you. And for me, travel is so important that it's worth it for me. And over time, my husband gets that. He does. So, you know, and he's had his issues. There's things that he loves that I'm totally against. And I've tried to support him, you know? So, but yeah, we have our, we have our, our issues, but I strongly believe that you can be married um, and you can have children and you can be working a full-time job and doing all of those wonderful things and you can still travel. And the reason I believe that is because God has blessed me to be able to do that. So I'm living proof.
0: Hey, girl. Let's get together, okay? The International Black Women Travel Jubilee presents Rally and Rejoice. So this is the premium event for Black women travel content creators and digital nomads, and of course, all those who are aspiring. And I'm trying to create something that is easy for you to follow, easy for you to digest, and more accessible for you to actually use and implement in your life. So it'll be Sundays, October 4th, 11th, and 18th. It's designed to help you get your mindset together as well as practical tools that you'll need along the way. So I'm really excited to welcome you there. Tickets are currently on sale. And I made this affordable, y'all, because access is really important to me. Community is really important to me. I don't know if if you get those vibes yet. What you can do is just head straight over to ibwtj.ashalbh.com and you'll find more information there on each day and what the speakers will be presenting. I'm really, really excited to share this information with y'all. So you can get more information and copy your early bird tickets at ibwtj.ashalbh.com. Talk to us about more along this relationship, but more your relationship with your job um, and how you have been able to prioritize uh, traveling with a full-time job. So it seems like you just show up, you do your work, you do a good job and you cultivate, oh, I don't know, like an actual relationship with your supervisor or your manager or whoever. Um, Because you talk about planning for your PTO. uh, You even with the story you told about your son telling him to talk to his supervisor So where did you get kind of this, um, I don't know, like business acumen? Where did you get this ability? Because a lot of people just want to quit. Where did you get this ability to work within the parameters of a job in order to travel?
1: Well, I guess the best way to answer that is to say that I... in some way, I separate them. Um, ultimately, I have a wonderful relationship with my supervisor right now. Um, meaning, not right now, but meaning the the supervisor that I have right now. We have a really good relationship. He's very respectful of my time, and vice versa. And what I mean by that is he's not power hungry because that's what I find. I find a lot of people are in positions where people are power hungry, um, and so. You know, my time is my time. When I need to take it, he's like, okay. He's not asking a million questions like, well, where? Why you need to go now? And nope. He has a respect for my job. Says this is how much time I have. And as long as my duties are covered, you know, he respects when I, I would like to take that time. Um, the other thing is I also don't buy into, I don't know if this sounds bad, but this whole idea of a career. Like... I don't know. That was never a, a goal of mine. I kind of struggled with that early in life because I think society tends to push us towards you got to have a career. And when I mean a career, like like you're just so invested in this thing, that whatever this work that you're doing. And in my world, in my life, it's just work. And the only reason I need to work is so I can make money. That's it. Like I'm not there to have a career That's just me. It's not a right or wrong thing. That's just how I've developed, how I've grown. And so I'm never too vested in this whole career thing. I never have a career. It's a job. Um, And so jobs are nine to five or whatever that time frame is. And then it's a wrap. It's over. I don't take it home with me. I'm not losing no sleep over it. Um, And so the other thing... That I also do is I just learned how to, I think because I had children, you know, because when you have children, they're sick. So you got to take time or, you know, I I like to be hands on. So, you know, they have trips. You want to be there um, and then you want to do vacations or they have spring breaks. And, you know, I'm always trying to figure out how to utilize time always, you know. And not necessarily the so-called travel. But I'm always trying to do something. My time is very valuable. So if I'm taking a day off, it's for a reason. And something's going to get done. Um, So what I say to women is, if travel is something that you want to do, you have to just learn and incorporate it as part of your life. Travel to me isn't always about, oh, you got to take a whole week off. Not at all. You can travel whether it's local or far, with like two or three days, honestly. Um, when I turned 50, that was in 2016, uh, right before or right approaching that milestone, you know, my prayer to God was, Lord, my desire is just celebrate through travel. Like, that's all I wanted to do. And he really blessed me to be able to do that. And so any travel opportunity that came across my the way I seriously considered it. And whatever I can make fit, I made it fit. Um, Like, that was the year I took a long weekend. Like, we talking Columbus Day weekend, and all I did was add on Friday. So, you know, Columbus Day weekend, you get Saturday, Sunday, or Monday. All I did was add on Friday. Found, had this great deal come across me. Um, An open jaw flight. That's where... You know, you start at one location, it takes you to two other locations, but it doesn't bring you back to where you started. And so I went to, I went to Portugal. Girl, I was fabulous. That's all I needed was three days. Had a wonderful time. It was, it was, it was funny because even my supervisor was like texting. Oh my God, Stacy, wait, are you taking time off? Because people couldn't believe I went for a long weekend. I'm like, no, I'll be in work. I'll be there Tuesday morning. Not a problem. And I was. And they couldn't believe it. They was like, girl, you went to Europe? I sure did. That's all I needed. It was was fabulous.
0: So all of your years of traveling has made you develop this keen eye to find travel deals. And you've been able to, like, hack your way, like you said, with an open jaw type of Of uh, flight. So like what, what, or where are some places that you would recommend? Like how, how can somebody hack travel like you hack travel?
1: Oh, well, I will say my hack, everybody's hack is, this is what I've learned. Everybody's hack is specific to them. I mean, but you, you got to try and figure out what that is. Clearly, you, you know, you kind of play around with stuff. So My hack, when I was at my pivotal, like I was, I was on some other level travel. I was consumed with travel in a good, in a good way. I literally, when I opened my eyes, would have my phone. This was like the beginning of smartphones. And it was, my browser was just like automatically go to the sites, the different flight sites. And I would be like, oh, what's today's deal? You know, the flight deal. Everybody knows that. I would go there every single morning. What's the deal today? And I would just look and see, oh, what are they offering? Um, you know, and if something worked for me, I'd start researching it. And, you know, I always have an idea what my what my um, leave time is for my job. I always have an idea of what was needed for my children or my husband or the home. Um, and so I would just try to make stuff fit. It's just, it's just really trying to make things work for you. But there's a million sites out there. Even if they're on sites, you just Google, you know, uh, flight to wherever. And that's the other thing. You kind of have to know where you want to go, where you don't want to go, because you'll miss out on deals if you don't already have in your mind like this invisible list of places you want to see. That was easy for me because I want to see everything. It was just like maybe one or two places like you won't catch me in. Um, And I would probably go there if it was free. (laughs) But I'm not spending any of my money. Um, But I think it's just something you kind of hone over time. But, yeah, like the flight deal. Um, You find uh, Facebook pages maybe to hook up with. Whatever your interest is, it's amazing. Nowadays with this new technology, you can always find a group of people that also like it um, and they become your support. They become your support and they become your resource, um, your knowledge base. Um, and so I have a few really good ones and I'm sure there are tons of other ones out there. And I know they are because I've, I was tapped into them. It's just that over time you, you kind of figure out which ones work best for you. And so then you get rid of the other ones that don't, don't do as much for you. Um, but yeah, it's just staying in tune literally all day, all day. Those years when I was really getting the good deals, travel was everything. There wasn't a matter of, oh, I got to make time for this, for for travel. It was more, I got to make time for other stuff because travel was everything. Travel was every single day I breathe. It was travel and it was a good time. I enjoyed it. It was gave me a lot of energy yeah, that year, my um, God truly blessed me for my 50th. I think I've traveled to seven countries that year. I was very grateful. Very, very grateful.
0: You also, so you talk about like not being overly committed to your job. You took your passion for travel and you took all of your experience traveling with your family and finding travel deals. And you created She Traveling, so you were taking women of color on group trips. They were small group trips. I think your first one was South Africa, wasn't it?
1: No, actually, well, South Africa was my first group trip under the the name, under the company name of She Traveling. Um, that's just like, that was my uh, inaugural trip. Um, but actually, my very first group trip, like, where I was like planning everything for everybody was a trip to Morocco. Um, so, yeah, so, so I love to travel. I'm the, I'm the type of person I like to talk. I'll talk to you deaf, dumb, and blind, honestly. So, the whole idea of going somewhere and there's nobody else there to kind of share with me and talk is a little daunting um, just for my personality. But I had to come to terms, I had to decide. And it was a struggle, it was a personal struggle. I had to decide how important is travel to me. Is it so important that I'm willing to go by myself? And that was really an internal struggle. Um, And obviously, you know, who won? Travel did. And I did my first solo travel trip in 2014. Um, But the following year, 2015, I decided I want to go to Morocco. It had been in my mind. And so I said, I don't want to go by myself. And what I did was I just, I think I just put it on Facebook, just like on my regular page or something like, I want to go, I'm planning a trip to Morocco. Who wants to come with me? Like that was really it. Um, and lo and behold, people answered. So it was six of us that went. And I only knew one of the people that came with me. And when I mean knew, I just knew she worked at my job. We had no friendship or anything prior to this. Um, and so that was my first trip. And I did everything. You know, they sent me their money. Um, I arranged all the lodging. I arranged all the transportation except for the international flight. And when I travel, I'll travel on anything. Train, plane, a car, bus, I don't care, horse, camel. I'm willing and I also enjoy it. I think that's part of your travel experience for me. Like, I want to see what's a train like uh, in Morocco. Um, so, that was my first true uh, planning a, a trip. And it was, it was, it turned out great. Although he said they had a wonderful time. It was a lot of travel time used up in that trip, but I had a wonderful time with them. Um, and then, yeah, so recently I did my first uh, trip under my company, She Traveling. Now it's just this past February, uh, 2020. And that was awesome. Very successful.
0: And it seems like it comes pretty easily to you, I guess, because you've been traveling for so long. And I suppose like your network knows you as a traveler, that being able to fill these trips has been super easy because it seems like it didn't take you any time at all. Oh, wow.
1: I'm glad perception looks like that.
0: Well, just like looking at your Instagram or whatever. It's just yeah. like, oh, we're we're doing this trip. And, it, and you start promoting like a year ahead too.
1: Yes. Well, I do that because, again, because of how diversified my life is, you know, being a mom, working full time. Um, and I know for me, that helps. If I can plan it in advance, it helps a lot, even money-wise. And so I just feel like I can't be the only one that's like that. Um, I think travel is more attainable for some people if they can plan it out over a longer period of time. And so that's one of my goals to give people some time to plan it out, get their stuff right, save, um, you know, do the logistics of it. Cause you know, we're humans and our lives are intertwined with so many other things and you want to have a good plan in place because you want to you want to know that when you do leave for that trip, that you don't have to think about all that other stuff, and your mind can truly just be on your trip. So, yeah, I I try if I can to plan out way in advance, and that's great for some people. Some people that's that's not that doesn't work for them, and that's okay. That's the people that don't come on my trip. I'm I'm okay with that. But the ladies who do come, it made a huge difference for them, and it makes a huge difference for me.
0: Whenever you've encountered challenges in your life, no matter what that challenge was, what has helped you to overcome it, to continue to be yourself, to continue to prioritize travel?
1: Well, I mean, I would say the most honest answer is one, that travels just it's just kind of who I am. Like I didn't even, I don't even realize it all the time. Um, it's just a part of me. Like I need, it's almost like the air you breathe. It's something that just gives me joy. And so it kind of carries over in every aspect of my life. Um, but you know, I always just fall back on my faith with God. Cause I'm, I just, Don't believe in these pigeonholes that people put us in. If I want to do it, it should be something that I'm able to do. And so I trust God to give me the strength. And the fabulous people that He's placed in my life that continue to support me, those are the things that get me through. That's what I fall back on my faith in God and the love of those that support me in my life. Most definitely.
0: Do you have like any hobbies or interests, Stacy?
1: Other than travel? <laughs> I think everything kind of goes back to travel, honestly. I love to swim. So, um that and I love water. So like I said I'm I'm I have a fear of the ocean, but I love it. I love the beauty of it. Um I love the naturalness of it. Uh, it's amazing, you know. It's one of God's Uh, Creations, but I'm not going to swim in it. Uh, But I love to swim. I'm I used to be on the swim team, so I do love swimming. It's still a part of my life. Whenever I can swim, I love to do laps. Um, Other than that, yeah, I think travel and eating. (laughs) I love to eat. I used to when I would initially when I would pick my travel destinations, it would always be about food. Like so, for instance, I would be like, "Oh, we're not going back to Germany because I don't like their food." you know so food's like a big thing um even for iceland i was like i looked at, i always look at the menus like so what do they normally eat there and i would be like hmm i'd like to see it but hmm their food so food's like a big thing even when i went to paris i love paris i love france but it's not like at the top of my list cuz i'm not their food i'm just like um mm. so so food and swimming water um, those are the main things that I could think of and travel. Those are my hobbies. I'm not a reader. When I do decide to read a book, it's connected to travel.
0: I'm pretty sure your DNA is like a hundred percent travel. Like I don't even know. You know, it's like, what is go. it? A, B, negative, O, positive. I, I don't <laughs> think you got none of that. <laughs>
1: I don't even know, but yeah. And when I pick books, I'm like, so what country am I going to? Oh, let me read a book about that country. Cause it gets me excited. I'm like, oh wow. So that, you know, it's about the culture and the people. So yeah, when I travel, that's what I'm traveling for. I'm not traveling for the lavishness of it. And again, that's not to take away from anybody else's reasons, but I'm not going to luxuriate. I want to be comfortable. Cause I plan, when I go, I hit the road. And I'm out all day. So when I come back, I need to be comfortable so I can recharge properly because I'm going to go out and hit the road again. Um, But I want to get connected with the people. You know, I want to eat their food. I want to see, you know, their beaches and what they do just on a regular day, stuff like that. Um, Yeah. So, yeah, even down to reading a book, I'm like, hmm, travel.
0: Stacey, would you mind sharing your self-care practices?
1: Oh wow, my self-care practices. Again, that's a journey. That's been a journey. Um and I think for me, my self-care practices are not so routine. Um but it's more for me, it's more about being in tune with myself as much as possible. Um I would say yeah just knowing mentally that to me that's the most important thing. Your mental health is everything, clearly physical health too um so another thing I used to do when I would travel, and this just speaks again to how you know how travel is just so intricate in my life it's It's so intricately woven into every aspect of my life when I was losing weight um when I was way healthier, like um probably between two thousand seven and uh, 2017 when I would look for travel I would always look for places where I could go running um or whatever that was that made me feel good so I'm just saying that to say uh I'm just cognizant of the things that make me feel good and I inco- I try to incorporate them even when I'm traveling um but in my every day it's mental health mental health is key if I can keep that in check. Um, then I tend to eat better. Uh, I tend to want to use my energy and go for a walk or go for a run or go for a swim. Um, as a black woman, uh, I went to Spelman college. Yeah. HBCU. And that really, I'm going to be honest. In my opinion, that's one of the things that saved my life. And I say that because as a black person in America, especially in the climate that we are now. It, what it taught me was, first, it allowed me to be just who I am, um, a black woman, uh, which shouldn't matter. But, you know, in, in our society, it's, everything's about color. Um, and so by going to HBCU, I, was, I didn't have to think about being black. Everybody was black. You know, so I was able to concentrate on just being Stacy, And that made a huge difference. And then though, what it taught me, how it saved my life was once that period of time is up and you have to go and be part of the real world where you're one, you're a minority all the time, every day of your life, um, it taught me that when things get t- to be too much, you got to take care of Stacy. You got to step back. It just helped me to understand when, when that time was. I, I could understand more clearer. Based on my mental health, like okay, you you just a little too stressed out, or this is this is too much right now, because I think for a lot of Black people, they if they don't go to an HBCU, you don't understand where that line is, because your whole life all you've been is in that rat race. You've never been allowed to just be you. So that was huge. Like I knew when to walk away from white people. Like okay, let me. I need some. I need to reconnect with my people and I need to, you know, just kind of relax, breathe, just be refreshed, um, re-strengthened, re-encouraged. And I get that from that community, from my HBCU community. Um, And just the other things that I pick and choose, like uh, friends, uh, things that you're associated with. I'm always going towards black people, positive black people for black people. Um, so I think that's a huge uh, part of my self-help, uh, self-care. That's huge, my mental health. That's really it. I don't do nails. I don't go get my nails done. I don't go get my hair done. If you could see it now, you'd be like, girl, uh, <laughs> I put my time and energy into mental health.
0: When you do travel, is there a specific way you like to explore?
1: Yes. That's a good question because I don't think most people, unless they're, most people are cognizant of that. They don't understand that they do have a style. There are styles. Um, so one, I'm a light packer. I like to have my suitcase with me. That whole, I'm going to throw my suitcase under the plane and go somewhere in this new country and wait for it. Uh-uh. I'm not with it. <laughs> So I always I pack very light, um, one suitcase and it's a carry-on. That's that's everywhere I've gone pretty much, unless because of rules and regulations around the aircraft, I'm not able to do that. So like that would be for instance if I'm on an international flight and their rules are the carry-on can't be more than seven pounds or fifteen pounds. Okay, so yeah, that's not gonna work. But for the most part, even when I'm choosing my airlines. I'm, uh, I'm choosing it based on that. Who can I take? Which airline has a good flight I can take my suitcase on um, and I don't have to check it. So that's the first key. Um. Secondly, uh, I like to do layovers. When I'm doing international, I like to do layovers if it's a long flight. Uh, anything over 10 hours, I'm looking for a layover. And I do that just for health reasons. I mean, cause you can be very, very healthy and still experience the edema in your legs and stuff if you're not walking properly, or, you know, you could have some underlying condition that you're not even aware of. Um, and so I've learned that doing layovers just allows for your body to just kind of relax, come back to earth without all that airplane pressure. You know, you could walk around during that layover time and then get back up in the airplane. Um. So, I do tend to do layovers. I also, because of uh, my personal, my, um, you guys call it PTO, just my leave time at work, I generally always look for flights that leave in the evening. Because I'm trying to work that whole day. So, when that day that I'm leaving, I'm taking my suitcase with me to work. And, you know, whether I'm taking it in the building with me or I'm leaving it in the car, but it's coming with me in the morning. And my flight is that evening. So I'm taking, driving the car from work to the airport, you know, leaving it there. Or somebody's coming to pick me up and they're going to drop me at the airport. But I, my flight's leaving the evening. Um, and I do that because, one, that way I've had a full day of work. So when I get on the airplane, I can go to sleep. So any anxieties I might have, um, it's, it helps me to go to sleep. helps me to just be more relaxed versus like, Waking up and then getting on a flight. like That's so much energy just to be sitting on an airplane. So for me, I tend to do uh, evening flights. And when I'm experiencing countries, I like I said, when I hit the ground, I'm gone. So since I usually leave in the evening, I'm generally arriving to a country. If not, you know, first thing in the morning, middle of the afternoon or something like that, I have time. I got the whole thing ahead of me. I'm checking in to wherever my lodging is, put my suitcase down, and I'm going. I'm out. I'm not sitting around. I'm hitting the streets. I already, yeah, I'm going somewhere. Um, yeah, that's my routine. And I don't plan everything day by day, but I do plan the places I would like to go and see. So if I get there and I don't find something else to do, I at least know specific things that, okay, well, I know I want to go see this. I know I want to go see that. And I'll just incorporate it based on how that country, that city runs. Um, Cause you might get somewhere and say, oh yeah, you want to see that. And then you find out, oh, they now open on those days of the week. So it's just knowing where I want to go, what I want to see. And I usually find something else to do. Cause I'm always trying to get to the beach. Yeah. Or a spa or something like that. So, so that's, that's, my routine, I'm a sightseer. I'm not going anywhere really just to just lay around. That's not me.
0: And do you have any song lyrics or a poem that speaks to you these days?
1: Oh, I was thinking about that. I really don't. Um, No, not really. I'm not big into that, that culture. I'm big into music, but... I'm an old head, so I just do R and B in Motown era.
0: Yeah. So no, not really. And how do you like to celebrate?
1: I like to celebrate with memories. It's all about the memory for me. I like to be around people and create new memories. And I love to, if I can incorporate water, being at a pool, at the ocean, that works wonderfully but definitely with people i'm always trying to be around people people you know you learn like a introvert and an extrovert i'm a combination but people replenish my energy i get replenished being around people yeah i need my alone time but not not a lot not a lot of it so yeah i like to celebrate being around people
0: and how can listeners support your work stacy
1: well, listeners can support me just encouraging the brand She Traveling. You know, so um, I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. Um, I do have a website, SheTraveling.com. Um, it's not a lot of movement there, but it's still there. You get a sense of who I am. But you can support me by either going on one of my trips or you know visiting supporting my web my um pages instagram or facebook liking them so therefore I get more uh circulation that would be great um but definitely you know also any women that you know in your life that you think like to travel need a little more encouragement a little more help in that area a little more time for planning and that trip out you know send them my way cuz that's really what my goal is I'm, I'm creating, I'm trying to create this business mostly because God willing, I'll be retiring soon. And my goal is I really want women of color to be able to see the world. Black women. I really want us to see the world. There's no reason why you can't see it. And one of the things that pushes me is I never forget. My mom has passed, but I never forget. She told me she had always wanted to go to Africa and she never went because my father didn't want to go. I could easily be mad at him. But why? He has that right to not want to go just like she has the right to want to go. And so I just feel that I want to be that encouragement, that support, that resource for those women that do want to go out and do things and they don't have those things to support, the resource, the encouragement to do it. You know, all they get is the naysayers or they've created it just in their mind like,
0: well, I can't go because he don't want to go
1: no you can still go let me help you that's how they can support me
0: so what i'll do is i will link all of your social media places in the show notes but we thank you so much you you shared some really interesting ideas around life relationships work and how to keep travel as the heartbeat of it all uh even like raising your family and everything so thank you so much we really appreciate your time stacy
1: Oh, well, thank you so much
0: for having me. I really appreciate you guys giving me the time. <laughs>